I get asked a lot where I got that song. I actually just purchased it for uh, fair use for like $5 online from some guy who just makes random metal songs like that. So it really isn't a song. It's just, it's it's nonsense. And I, I appreciate his nonsense. <sighs> Thank you for listening, everybody. My name is Mike Cincy. I will be your host for the next, I don't know, fucking 10 minutes or something. I, um, I was supposed to have a guest this week, but... Um, we couldn't make our schedules work out, so they'll come on at a later time, but, um, that is part of the course for my life recently. Apparently it seems to be the norm to have things taken from me at the last minute, and let me explain what I'm talking about here. I, uh, turn this up a little bit, a little bit. I recently, um, had the opportunity of a lifetime, in my eyes, um, stripped from me, and I am still very salty about it. If, uh, as some of you may know or may not know, I'm in lifetime, I say lifetime, but um, probably about uh, 15 years or so, been a big fan of the Howard Stern show. And um, it's been a staple of my morning and evening routine. And, um, you know, I've just been a massive fan. And I know it's a divisive statement to say in 2022, you're a fan of Howard Stern. Uh, for whatever reason, people seem to say, if I if I say, tell somebody, oh, I, I love Howard Stern, they go, oh, you still, he has a show? You still listen to him? He was funny in the 90s, blah, blah, whatever the fuck they say. But to me, I think he's never been better, um, sub, you know, the last few years or so because of the COVID stuff. But yeah, I, th- I still think Howard Stern and, you know, and what he does, he's the best at it. So why the fuck wouldn't you listen to the best at somebody um, at their at their particular tradecraft. So, massive Howard Stern fan. Always has been. Always have been. Always will be. Um, and I, I'm friendly with one of the writers. Uh, we follow each other on social media. Send each other memes once in a while. You know, best friends. No big deal. And about two months ago, I get a, uh, I get a DM, and he says, "Hey." there's a possibility I can put you into a segment of the Howard Stern show. Now, I didn't even hesitate. I said, yes, I don't even care what it is. Yes, yes, yes. Help me, you know, help me do this bucket list thing. Because, again, to me, to contribute to be part of that universe, it absolutely is a big deal. I I think what they've done for entertainment, I think what Howard's done for for radio, for everything else, is incredible. And it's a a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing to even be part of, even if I'm just like you know, the joke of a bit or something. You know what I mean? Like, I, I will gladly do it. So I tell him, yes, yes, yes. Then I start hearing promos. <clears throat> start hearing promos for a segment that they're going to do in late October called the Drew Barrymore Dating Game. Now, Drew Barrymore is a fine actress. She has appeared in many films that I have seen and enjoyed. Her legend in Hollywood is obviously, it speaks for itself. Um... She is 47 years old with two kids, but you know what? Hey, we're all, we're all here out here looking for love, right? I mean, it doesn't, you know, life's all about taking chances. And if you don't take a chance like this, then who are you? Are you even living? So I found out that is what I got submitted for. Now, upon hearing what I got submitted for, I was like, oh, there's no way. Simply because of the amount of listeners, the amount of, you know, pool, the amount of uh, people that would apply for something like this. You know, there's no way. So I confirm with my friend. I say, is this the segment? And he says, yes, it is. And I said, okay. 
sure, let's do it. Um, he says, do you have a bio or anything you can send me? Now, being active duty military, especially being a staff NCO, you always have a running bio, right? So I just gave him my military bio. Be in my dorky fucking dress white uniform, the top uh, right corner in my little bio with full of military acronyms. He has no idea what they mean. So I sent him that and he said, do you mind if I pull some pictures from your Instagram, you know, help, you know, get this package going? I'm sure. Do whatever you need to do, man. And uh, that was it. I gave him my official military bio, sent it off. Boom. <clears throat> About two weeks later, I get a message from him. And we'd been messaging in between that. Um, not about the segment, but just like we normally do. Um, just, you know, day in, day out stuff. And he uh, he goes, hey, I got good news for you, sailor. He called me sailor. And uh, only the best things happen when somebody calls you sailor, whether you're in the Navy or not. So I was like, oh. He goes, they they like you. Um, you're... Your stuff has been put to the top of the pile. We've started our cutting process for this whole thing. And I was like, oh, interesting. Now, me knowing about the show as much as I do, Howard Stern is a massive military supporter. This dude loves the fucking military. He, you know, gushes over military men and women. So I wasn't shocked to hear that, but I was like, okay, I see what's happening. I'm getting put at the top as to say, like, look at this competition. We got a military guy. We got this kind of guy, blah, 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 for this dating segment. Then about, I'd say, four days later, I got an email from the official uh, head writer of this segment. And he goes, hey, uh, we we like you. Um, we just, uh, we'd like to do a, a Zoom call with you sometime um, within the next week. Try to get to know, know you a little bit more, blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. So... A Zoom call him. I actually just, <laughs> I was I was in my uh, NSUs, so I had like my devices and ribbons on and stuff. And I just come from a high school, uh, talking to high schoolers about shit they didn't care about, uh, as is the recruiting gig. And so I'm sitting in my car and I'm Zooming with the Howard Stern offices in New York, the Sirius XM building. And uh, I'm just in my car and they're in this nice fucking, you know, Zoom suite that they're in. And it's the lead writer of the segment and his assistant, I assume she was. But she was also asking questions, so I'm not sure. And, uh, yeah, they're asking me all kinds of questions and, you know, how do you feel about older women? She has kids. Does that matter to you? Are you taking this seriously? Are you actually single? Which was a huge thing they asked, I think, twice. (laughs) They're like, are you currently married or in a relationship? Because we want this to be real. We don't want this to be a bit. I was like, I am not married, nor am I in a relationship at the moment. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're doing banter. I'm being my natural charming self. And, uh, yeah, the Zoom kind of ends after about uh, 15 to 20 minutes of questioning. And I was like, it, it felt like it went well. So I was like, okay. And then I get a call, I want to say like two days later. And it's from another guy. And he's like, hey, he's like, I'm one of the guys who's uh, tightening up the bit. It's already running pretty long. We have a lot of dudes to get through. So he was asking me a bunch of questions. And it, honestly, I think this this phone call was to see if I can think on my feet on live radio because he was just like so the military this this and this he's like um he's like do you got any stories you can tell um and i reached in my bag of stories that you know i think would work in a civilian segment because they asked me a lot about like do you have any like war stories you can tell and i'm like i don't know what you know about war but it is not it's pretty depressing so i think some of my stories would not land well on a dating segment and morning radio so they understood that and uh I'm knocking out stories, knocking out questions. He's like, what's the masturbation situation in the military? And I was like, yeah, I mean, fucking like anywhere else, you get it where you can, you know? 
and um so he's asking me all kinds of off the wall stuff and uh i i do my my back and forth with him and he he was like okay cool and i was even like hey man uh can you tell me anything about the other people that are applying for this and he's like yeah he's like it's all like actors and musicians and comedians and blah 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 so everybody in entertainment i'm like am i the only military guy left and he's like yeah you are and i was like cool perfect so i don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing but i'm still in the fight right oh excuse me so a week after that i get an email should i just read the email should i I do this in real time yeah so the email reads as this It says, hello, Mike. I thought that was very nice. (laughs) It says, hello, Mike. Great news. After discussing with the production team, we'd officially love to book you to participate in the Drew Barrymore dating game segment. Please confirm ASAP if you are willing to take part in the segment. Uh, As discussed, you'll need to be available in your home via Zoom, blah, 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 and then a bunch of other, like, we need your name and all this other, blah, blah, blah. So I was accepted, right? So I'm sitting here in my, I don't even remember where I read it, but I was just like, holy shit. I'm going to be on the Howard Stern show. I'm going to be live speaking with Howard, speaking with Drew Barrymore, which is now <laughs> which is now the backseat of this whole thing. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to talk to Howard Stern, even though the whole point is to woo Drew Barrymore. But I'm like, I can do that, you know, five out of seven days of the week. So I should be good. But um, yeah, I was, I was excited, man. I, uh, I was, I was, I was quite giddy. I don't, at my point in my life, not that I'm a Debbie Downer, I am a lot, but not that I'm a Debbie Downer all the time. I just, I don't really get excited over things anymore. It takes a lot to excite me, to, like to look forward to stuff. Not that I don't, but it is, it is getting more and more less frequent as far as like, oh, I'm really excited about what's happening. And this was something I was excited about. So I didn't tell a lot of people. I told a few close friends and stuff and uh, family because my father and I, we bond over the Howard Stern show. So of course I'm like, hey, fucking i'm gonna be on howard stern no big deal and he was like what and i was like whatever and um yeah i was excited man so over the next week it was about two weeks till the show actually went live and uh i was zooming regularly and answering emails and stuff with the production team in new york i had my little setup here in my kitchen where i was going to do the show it had my military stuff in my bar behind me and uh nice little comfy chair and the, the angles were good. They had sent me professional lighting and uh, a bunch of outlets to make sure everything was plugged in. They wanted me to ha- hardwire into the, the Wi-Fi so, you know, it wouldn't disrupt. And it was becoming a real a real production. They they literally over Zoom, like, did my fucking sound levels on my Focusrite that I used to record this. And they were just like, yeah, do this, 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 and this. And it was just, it was cool. And um, in the midst of doing that, I um, I was talking to the producer of the segment throughout and he's like okay this this and I was again I was just being my normal self trying to relax and I was throwing out jokes and they were landing like we we were having a good time doing this stuff you know I was making the production guys laugh and stuff and uh the last zoom I did when everything was like framed perfect the sound quality was good everything was ready to go the last thing he said to me he's like hey man just keep doing exactly the way you are he's like clearly you're comfortable and uh, when you know when you go live, just be yourself. He's like, because Drew likes funny guys. Clearly, you can keep up with the, the you know the give and take of live radio. He's like, just be yourself, and you're gonna do really well. I was like, thanks, man. So I was all excited. <clears throat> and five days, five days before air. Is it five days? Probably four. Yeah, four. Yeah, four days. Four days before the air. They're live 
three times a week, and they are promoting the segment on the last live show of the week before, because it was going to be on Monday morning, before Monday morning. And they're talking about the segment. They're gassing up the guys. I'm one of the guys. I can't say that. I signed an NDA. I, well, it's so funny. The NDA I signed was like just the most basic, like, hey, don't tell them those secrets. Now, it had nothing. It was so dumb. Anyway, I had signed the NDA. I wasn't promoting anything. I wasn't doing, I had just told the handful of people that I told, and they were excited. I was excited. Everyone's doing cartwheels, and um, I'm listening to them promote. <sighs> and if you know anything about Howard, um, the way he's very he's very neurotic. He's very uh, he flips flip flops his ideas and stuff a lot. He um, he he's a tough. I can imagine working with him would be tough because uh, his creative process is very very hard to hold down. He's constantly changing and evolving and doing different things. So. I'm listening to them and, and it's not it's not Howard, it's everybody else. It's they are just firebombing the whole segment. I was literally listening so it was like, I don't know, it's like six AM here and I am standing in my kitchen eating a slice of cheesecake in my underwear because my life is going really well. And I'm listening to the Howard Stern show as they literally are like, well, we should just, maybe we should do this, maybe we should do and I'm just like, Oh fuck. I I don't think I'm surviving this. So show goes off the air i even listened to the howard stern wrap-up show which is so they do after and they're like yeah i think we're gonna we might change some stuff to the drew barrymore dating game we might do this this, and this and so uh that day goes by and nothing i don't hear anything so i'm like okay then another day goes by i'm like okay shit we're like three two days three days away from fucking going on air so i should be good and then i check my fucking email my gmail account and it says Hey Mike, this is so and so from the Howard Stern show. Uh, can you do a Zoom call at this time? And I was like, Ugh. I was like, what if I said no? <laughs> and um, I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess I could. And so I was I was in one of the recruiting offices here, so I went out into my car and uh, I sat there for about ten minutes before I was supposed to log into the Zoom call because I was like, I know, I fucking know, I'm getting cut. And uh, so I'm like hyping myself up, and I'm like, All right, okay, just just be nice, be professional, fucking don't make them hate you. And, uh, zoom call starts and I'm on the zoom with the producer of the segment and the associate producer of the show. So a dude who's been on air a lot, I've listened to for years and, um, he's looking at me, he goes, Hey Mike, how you doing, man? And I'm like, I'm good. How are you? And he's like, well, he's like, this is the part of the job I hate. And I was just like, "Ugh." he goes, yeah, well, after discussing it, we've decided to make a last second change. You and another guy, unfortunately are getting cut uh, I'm really sorry, man. Um, everybody here loves you. You were kind of our front runner to win this whole thing. And I was like, great. this is all great to hear when you're getting cut. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. I remember, I, I remember I wanted to say something clever, but I just kept nodding slowly and just saying, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just like, I was so disappointed. And, um, he goes, I will say this. Um, we all really like you. The thing that got you, you know, selected to be part of this is number one, Obviously, you're very like entertaining, like upbeat kind of guy, and I was like, eh, it's it's true, I can fake that. And uh, they were like, uh, but also like your catfishing stuff is super interesting. Your military career is super interesting, and so um, Howard knows about you. Uh, we all know about you, and we don't want you to think that um, you know we're gonna forget you. But and we don't want to just do this as lip service. But maybe at some point we can get you on air with something that might fit you a little bit better. And so I was kind of like, okay. And then, yeah, they we, we said our goodbyes. I said, hey, have a great show Monday. 
um, you know, like I said, uh, I'm always going to be a fan. So, you know, just, you know, guys have a great show. They said, thank you. We hung up and I sat in my car and I was fucking crushed, bro. I'm not going to, I was fucking crushed because it was this, again, a bucket list thing that got presented to me and then taken away for no fault of my own. But at the end of the day, that's showbiz, baby. And, um, I did appreciate looking back that they, uh, they did kind of say, Hey, we don't, we're not just cutting you and saying good luck. We're, we literally like, we'd like to work with you in the future. And I talked to my friend who's the writer there and he goes, yeah, he's like, I just got out of the meeting, man. I'm sorry. He's like, but what they said was not lip service because I was in that room and they said, we want to do something with this guy in the future, whether it's part of a bit or a full blown interview with Howard Stern, which would be fucking phenomenal for me. But, um, uh, I guess I'm on the radar of the Howard Stern show, which to me is a big deal. You know what I mean? So I'm just going to keep manifesting and chugging along and just fucking do my thing, man. Um, but I uh, I did listen <laughs> to the live airing of the Drew Barrymore dating game. And I don't know how many of you all out there are Howard Stern fans or if you listen to this particular segment, but woof. I, um, I don't, I don't, yeah, it, it, it wasn't my thing. I don't think I would have done well. So I, uh, there is a, there is a blessing in this and that obviously, you know, it's nice to be acknowledged and, and, uh, know that, uh, one of your idols knows who you are, at least on paper, but also that's not, my debut was not in that segment because it was, it was a rough, again, I was playing along like I was a contestant still in my head and it was, it was rough. I don't think I would have done well. I don't think my, my talents would have been best used for that. So I think it's a blessing overall. So yes, it was taken away from me, but at the same time, they know who I am and I'm not saying we're ever going to work together in the future, but I would still love to. Um, so yeah, we're going to keep manifesting that good energy into the world. Oh, and then maybe one day you'll hear your boy on the Howard Stern show. Just absolutely being nervous and talking to one of his heroes. So, yeah. All right, moving on. I know it's a lot of times passed since this happened, but I did want to bring up this Tom Brady thing. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Tom Brady, a uh, professional NFL quarterback, for those who don't know, he was on a podcast and he compared uh, football season to a deployment. And this was the quote. I almost look at football season like you're going away on deployment in the military. It's like, man, here I go again. There's only one way to do it. And that was, uh, from what I know, that was it. All right. So a few things here. Number one. Yeah, that, I mean, I feel like that's a, an apt comparison, right? This guy has been playing a professional sport at the highest level, mind you, and uh, and obviously taking a toll on his body for like 20 years. So for him to say gearing up for another football season is like kind of like going on a deployment, I totally get that comparison. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is I see a lot of online veterans and online military people. We are the biggest fucking babies. For people who are supposed to be uh, the, you know, the 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 steel, the, the <laughs> I don't even know, the fucking, we're supposed to be the best of the best, right? We're supposed to be those patriots who are tougher mentally, uh, physically, uh, you know, emotionally. We're, su- we're supposed to be these strong warriors, right? But we can't handle a professional athlete saying the word deployment. That's insane to me. That's, it's, it's showing we have an insanely weak constitution. It's showing that fucking, 
we don't own a monopoly on suffering. People are allowed to talk about the military without these online people chiming in as a vet or as a Marine, as a sailor, soldier, airman, Coast Guardian, fucking Space Force Guardian. <laughs> it's insane. Shut the fuck up. Who ca- who cares what a professional football player said, even if it referenced the military? I, can't, I, I don't know why it was such an... And again, maybe I'm online too much, maybe but I'm just seeing so much of it. And then also, fuck the Military Times because they put it out there uh, and, you know, fucking got all the boomers heated too. They're just fanning the flames of hatred. I understand the need to fucking push content as much as possible and get, you know, stories out there, but my God, I... The way the, way the whole Tom Brady thing should have been... Ha- in, my, in my fucking humble opinion, the way <laughs> you react when Tom Brady says... Preparing for football, uh, football season is like going on deployment in the military. Is you go okay, and then that's and that's it. I did like how some people reacted by putting, uh, photoshopping him into like pictures of them on deployment, or a lot of people were like DMing him directly, like, "Hey, bro, you got duty tomorrow," or "Hey, man, I need you to update your infast." That kind of shit is funny to me, but to actually say like you can't say those words deployment, you can't say the word military without us having to check in on you is fucking stupid. It's upsetting because he like had to apologize for it, and I think it just really makes us show our ass like we can't handle words on the internet. But you know what? We'll go kill people for our country because we're that tough. I I I, I think that's the dumbest shit I've seen in a long time is the military online community getting up in arms over a professional football player saying, yeah, it's it's like a deployment. Because you know what? It fucking, that's a, that's a normal description. I feel like he wasn't reaching. He didn't say like, you know, when military members deploy, I, uh, I like to sneak in and fuck their wives. Because even then, <laughs> you know what? Even then, he's probably more accurate um, than saying like a deployment. I, just, I, I don't know. It's so funny to me. I don't understand the rage, where that comes from. I saw a really good meme um, that says like, if Tom Brady has more Super Bowl wins than you have ribbons then shut the fuck up and it's kind of true but at the same time it's also saying like oh you're not you're not allowed to have a voice and opinion and of course you are but i think it's it just really makes us look bad us as in the military community who are supposed to be revered and respected for our for our courage and honor courage and commitment and all those things when professional football player uh says eh, it's all it's kind of like going on deployment we go what the fuck I think it's so fucking stupid. I just think uh, I think we need to do better. I don't think it called for the the nonsense it got, and for the the fact that he had to apologize. Um, it's just it's just funny to me. So I don't know how all of you listening were on the uh, how you felt about it, but uh, be sure to message the page. Um, stand underscore by underscore podcast at Instagram dot com. <sighs> Yeah, I think I'm I think I'm good for today. See, this is the problem not having a guest. I have to sit here and I have to fucking do this myself in my in my dark house. It's raining outside, so it's all it, it's extra intimate since I sit at my fucking living room table and stare at my brick fireplace that I don't use because it's Houston. Why the fuck do they have a fireplace? What, it, the only thing a fireplace is good for in Houston is to fucking burn the remains of whatever bodies you've been taking in the streets. <sighs> all right, I need to go work out. Speaking of, we're gonna do uh, a workout of the day today, and it's a st- and it's a personal one. So, fucking what content? Am I right? Um, <clears throat> a few years ago, stationed in Virginia Beach. For those who don't know, and um, I 
So I was a part. So when you're in RP, which is what I, I was, am, was, and uh, you're usually called for casualty response. So you're usually part of called what's called a CRT, a casual response team, as in like you'll get, you know, a call when something happens, um, usually pertaining to de- If it's at our level, myself, and like a chaplain's level, it's usually pertaining to death. So um, you have to come into work. And uh, so I got a CRT call came into work and they said you know uh one of our guys you know killed himself last night and uh well actually that night and uh i was like oh wow like it's especially the men and women are the men and women at that level of the place i worked at you don't hear that a lot that's usually pretty i mean military suicide is nothing you know nothing new but to hear it's at that level is very bizarre um it's almost unheard of so we're like, wow, who was it? <clears throat> and uh, I, they said it was Chad Wilkinson. And I kind of had to do a double take because I knew I knew Chad. And I was like, eh, I'm, th- I'm definitely thinking of the wrong guy. So I went on my work computer and I looked at the, because our phone roster has like pictures next to it. And I looked and I'd, it was Chad. It was a, he was a senior chief seal. And uh, he was one of my instructors for one of the courses I had to go through to serve there. And he was, this dude was a giant, not only in the ways of like being a decorated operator the way he was, but what a, like what a nice fucking down to earth dude. Like I remember he would like laugh at my shitty Indiana jokes uh, about the way I was shooting and stuff. And he would like, he would always be the last guy to leave for the day during that course. He would always like be picking up brass or like, uh, like pulling rappel ropes back into the tower and just like doing the, doing kind of the grunt shit. But I mean, he was at first I was a senior chief in the Navy, which is an E eight. Like you're not going to do that. But also he was a fucking operator. He's definitely not going to fucking do that. That's what, that's what we lowly support people are supposed to do. But he was just so fucking polite and funny and motivating and helpful it was bizarre to hear he had taken his life. And, uh, yeah, I, to this day, it's just, obviously, learning more and more, there was possible CTE and stuff. And his wife, um, has been on many podcasts talking about her husband and stuff. And, uh, if you, if you have a chance, Google Chad Wilkinson, listen to some of the stuff his wife has done. She's created a foundation. She's done all this stuff. And, um, yeah, it, he was one of those guys, man, that you, you loved being around. You really did. I only got to know him for, you know, three to four months uh, before he took his life. But, man, what a an absolute kick in the gut that was. Um, but uh, this rolls into the workout of the day because uh, they started, they gave him a hero wad, hero workout of the day. Um, and it's the Chad 1000. And it is essentially 1,000 box step-ups with or without uh a weighted vest. And the reason that that's the workout. Now, I'm not advising you to go do 1,000 box step-ups, but that is the workout. Um, like I do a lot of the times uh, when somebody kills themselves, um, or passes away, rather. Excuse me. I get to learn a lot about them. Um, because I, as an RP, I work with their family. I work with their their friends and, you know, um, getting their services put together and... Um, pretty much is learning stuff that some of his teammates didn't even know. And, uh, I found out, you know, the reason they did the thousand 
step ups is because he was an avid mountain climber and he always loved like those uh like extreme endurance challenges and stuff like like all the navy seals do they're all fucking weird like that um <laughs> but man yeah uh and then his wife uh said that she likes this workout because it just says hey one step at a time take another step we want you to stay just take more steps so that's the way i kind of look at it so your workout of the day is the chad 1000 so 1000 box step ups just one foot in front of the other just take another step all right that's enough of this went out on a sour note what an emotional day oh evey r.i.p chad as always um You've done good stuff for the community, whether you know it or not. So, uh, yeah. So that's all I got for today. I appreciate you all listening. Uh, I should be back with a guest next time. And, uh, yeah, I'm sorry I wasn't. Sorry to listen to me fucking mumble on today. But I appreciate you, whether you're a first-time listener or you've listened to all fucking however many episodes of this nonsense there have been. I appreciate you. And, as always, stand by for more. <laughs>